This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. Hey EMM, we are excited to announce that we are now accepting applications for our second annual Diversity and Inclusion Award. The award is eligible to fourth-year med students identifying as underrepresented in medicine and are applying to EM residencies. We are extending three $200 awards to selected individuals following a blinded review of all applications. Applications will be accepted through the end of November with winners being announced mid-December. Check out our website at www.emergencymedicalminute.org EDI award for all the details and to access the free application. Or you can click on the link in our show notes. Thank you. All right, guys, so um, I'm going to do a medical minute today on everyone's favorite topic, um, STD checks. <laughs> we'll kind of start with, so first of all, I'm stealing kind of this concept from a guy named Daniel McConnell who did this for MRAP a couple of months ago, but he kind of drew my attention to it, and so I started looking into kind of what our process is here at Swedish, so he gets some credit for this, but what is the most common STD in North America? Chlamydia? No. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but you're closer, actually. Trophies. No. <laughs> HPV. Oh. So at some point, most sexually active people will get HPV in their lifetime. Um, what do we do for that in the emergency department? Not much, really. We don't even really test for it. But the treatment from the ED is making sure that these people get follow-up. So if somebody comes in with, you know, an exposure, um, you just want to make sure that those people get follow-up because ultimately the treatment is going to be like colposcopy and things like that for women at least. Um, kids can get vaccinated, and so talking with patients about vaccines, um, the normal vaccine is a two-series, and it's for kids 9 through 14, so it's usually before they become sexually active. Um, and if you get it as an adult, it's approved for people all the way up to 45 now, but it's a three series. So try and catch them when they're young. It's more preventative. All right. The most uh, common non-viral form of STD in America. It's a parasite. Trichomonas. Yeah. So trichomonas is more common than chlamydia. And so when we think about a lot of the testing that we're doing and a lot of the empiric antibiotics that we're giving, we are missing a pretty decent chunk of who, like, what is actually more common. And so trichomonas is something that we know how to test for. Um, we can test for it with wet preps. The sensitivity for that is not very good. And it has to be tested immediately because the way that we find it on a wet prep is that they're still modal. So they stop, they lose their motility after about an hour. So those wet prep samples that we send um, really need to get sent down pretty quickly. And here at Swedish, that is how we test women for trichomonas. So it's important that we have, you know, those wet preps get down there pretty quickly. There's another test that's a PCR test that's becoming more available. We don't have that here at Swedish yet. Um, the other thing, I think the name trichomonas vaginalis is sort of a misnomer, right? Like these vaginas are getting it from somewhere. And, uh, and we don't really have a routine way of testing men. The way that we test here at Swedish is through the urine. And again, it's the same issue. It has to be modal. So if we're testing a man who comes in for like urethritis or if they just had an exposure and they want to get tested, it's important that we get that urine down as quickly as possible because that's, that's the way we test. All right. So and then treatment, you know, when we talk about our empiric treatment for STDs, we're typically given a, a shot of ceftriaxone and we're sending them home on doxy. But that's not how you treat trichomonas. Trichomonas gets treated with flagell. And so thinking about this is actually a more common cause of STDs in America. It's something that we should kind of start being a little bit more aware of. And it's important that we um, kind of keep that in the back of our minds, because even though the, the treatment for men or the, the symptoms for men is, you know, maybe some urethritis, a lot of men are asymptomatic. For women, that irritation makes them more prone to PID. It makes them more prone to other forms of STDs. It makes them more prone to HIV. So 
it's a big deal in women and you know we, we should be thinking about it more routinely in our STD screenings. All right, so now we're on to bacterial. What's the most common form of bacterial STD in America? Chlamydia. So now we're into the regular now ones. Yeah. So now we're into the regular ones. Um, actually, gonorrhea is not even the second most common. There's a couple of other STDs in there. Um, and gonorrhea is becoming one of the most resistant bacteria in North America. So it is like competing. It's, it's one of the most resistant forms of bacteria in the world. It's competing with tuberculosis for like resistance. We used to be able to treat gonorrhea with 125 IM ceftriaxone. That got boosted up to 250 and just recently it got boosted up to 500. So like we are having to use higher and higher doses of ceftriaxone in order to treat. We always give the ceftriaxone IM. Can you give it IV? You can. If the patient already has an IV for some reason, you can give it IV. That 500 milligrams of ceftriaxone is a big shot. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Health One Continental Division and Swedish Medical Center for their financial contributions to the EMM. Donations from them and listeners like you make it possible for us to fulfill our mission of producing and spreading free medical education to the masses. If you enjoy our show, please consider making a one-time or reoccurring donation to help cover our operational costs and keep the EMM awesome. Click on the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.